You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This this is the Blue Horseshoe with your host, George Brummer and Ryan Hickey. All right, Colts fans, time to go behind enemy lines. Bob Fesco of Fesco Good Morning does a great job on 610 Sports Radio out there in Kansas City. He is our guest to give us a nice perspective on the Chiefs. Bob, through two games, first of all, thank you for joining us. But I feel like it's a question I really can't believe I'm asking so far through two games, and that's this. Is this Chiefs offense harder to defend without Tyreek Hill? Well, you're asking it because it's the right question to ask, and it's something that we've been talking about really since March when they traded him to Miami, and that was the first kind of thought that I had, guys, was, yeah, this is going to be a much better offense and a much tougher offense to defend because now you've got a bunch of different weapons flying at you as opposed to one weapon that you had to account for. And I think what we finally saw in that that Colts playoff game, or not the Colts playoff game, but the Bengals playoff game last year, was that the league had caught up to the Kansas City Chiefs. And Andy Reid has always done a really good job of staying ahead of the competition. And I thought the Bengals in in two games, the regular season finale game, and then that AFC championship game, I think they did a really good job of putting out a blueprint on how to defend the Kansas City Chiefs. And so they had to go out there and kind of stay one step ahead of the competition. And they went out and traded Tyreek Hill, got a lot back in return, obviously, for him, added new wide receivers to the mix. And now all of a sudden, instead of one or two weapons, you got four or five weapons you can go to. Along those same lines, is Mahomes playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder? I mean, there were some questions, and and I know he kind of uh, bristled about that in the offseason. It looks like he playing like a guy with something to prove. I've never seen somebody carry a grudge better than I do. And Patrick Mahomes <laughs> does just that. And and he does it subtly, right? He's not out there telling everybody he's, you know, got this grudge or anything like that. But, you know, he takes notes. He writes these things down. And, you know, when, when he has to, he lets it fly. Like a couple of years ago when he was ranked the fourth best in the NFL, he counted on his fingers and then, you know, counted on, I, I guess it was against the Chicago Bears. We counted up to nine of how many quarterback or how many people were taken ahead of him in the draft. So, oh, he keeps receipts. There's no question about it and he is playing with a chip on his shoulder because he had to listen to people say all offseason they weren't going to be as good and Josh Allen's better and Joe Burrow's better and all of these guys and really Mahomes is still the best quarterback in this league until proven otherwise and nobody's proven otherwise Bob these two teams haven't played since 2019 but Patrick Holmes has a lot of familiarity with this Colts defense in large part because now Gus Bradley you know was with the Chargers was with the Raiders now is with the Colts Mahomes has just dominated this matchup. 17 touchdowns, two picks going against a Gus Bradley defense. What's made this matchup so 
one-sided in favor of Mahomes in the Chiefs offense. Well, I, I saw that stat today. I think he's like six and one against Gus Bradley led defenses or eight and one, something like astronomical like that. You're like, wow, okay, that's a pretty cool stat. I think you can go and pull that stat though for any defensive coordinator and say Mahomes has thrown 17 touchdowns and one interception. <laughs> like he just dominates everybody. I, I don't think it's something that Gus Bradley should look at and say, man, I can't figure out a way to stop Mahomes. This league can't figure out a way to stop Mahomes. And that's why I love these first six games of the season because they're going to be like that. There's literally nothing on tape, you know, of what they're doing from an offensive standpoint. You, you look at what happened last week, last Thursday night against the Chargers. You had Jalen Watson score a touchdown. You had a defensive back, obviously, go pick six for a touchdown. And Jarek McKinnon, I mean, who, who's planning for that, right? Who's planning for Jarek McKinnon and Jalen Watson? That's what's so great about these first six games. And that's why I think the Chiefs have such an advantage because they know what they're going to do offensively, but defensively, nobody has a clue of what they're going to do. There's, there, there's nothing on tape with these guys. I'm wondering from the outside looking in, you know, a team like the Colts had high expectations coming in, obviously played extremely poorly in the first two weeks, uh, you know, behind enemy lines. Are you more confident because of, of how poorly the Colts have played? Or are you more concerned that this could be the week that, that they finally start to look like the team that they were expected to be? Well, you're talking to the wrong guy on that. I pick them 17 and 0 every year. People go, what are you out of your mind? And I always pick them to win 35 to nothing. But I think this is a game where you lose last week to Jacksonville 24 nothing or whatever it is, right? That's a that's a losing team right now. And Dick Vermeil had one of the great lines when he was coaching here, keep losing teams losing. And that's what the Chiefs need to do. And they've done a really good job of doing that over the years. I mean, you see, you see teams, look, the Buffalo Bills last year lost to Jacksonville. That ultimately cost them home field advantage throughout the postseason. You've got to take care of the teams when they're down and stomp on their throats. And I think the Chiefs do a really nice job of stomping on throats, especially with teams that are in the position that it, it seems like Indianapolis is in right now. And, you know, I guess I have egg on my face because I, I like Frank Reich. I thought Matt Ryan was going to be a good addition, and it just doesn't look like it's working out. Now, it is very early in the NFL. We know all that. But going into week three, it sure seems to me like the Chiefs have a huge advantage in this one. That they do, Bob. And like you said, that Chiefs offense is clicking right now, or the Colts offense just right Pitiful, absolutely pitiful. But going back to Kansas City's offense, one thing that's interesting is obviously now with Tyreek Hill gone, like Travis Kelsey is like the main focal point in offense. When you look around, Patrick Holmes has spread it to, I believe, 11 different receivers have caught a pass so far in the first two games. If the Colts, let's say, go into Sunday and say, we are not allowing Travis Kelsey to be us, we're taking him away, who is the one guy that you think that could really benefit and will could kind of step up and have a big game if it's not going to be Travis Kelsey? Well, I'd like to see it be a combination of Juju Smith-Schuster and MVS because we haven't seen either one of those guys really have that big game yet. Again, two games into the season. I think sometimes we set these grandiose expectations because everybody plays fantasy football and we think every receiver should go for a buck 50 and five touchdowns each week. That's just not the case. But I, I'd like to see these two guys really step it up and 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 show kind of what we're, we can expect because right now Juju Smith-Schuster and, 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 and Valdez-Scantling are two guys that you look at and you go – I'm not really sure what I have here. I know their names. I'm familiar with who they are because they, you know, had pretty good career. But I'd like to see them kind of step it up and, and make some plays. I think maybe this will be their week to do that if they try to take Travis Kelsey out. But I, that's like impossible to do. I mean, I'm I'm not playing defensive coordinator here or anything like that. And sometimes we feel like we do that each week on the radio. Like Travis catches the ball and he'll fake left and then go right. He's like a guy down in the post every single time. And no one has an answer for it. He's gotten better with age. You know, obviously there's so much focus on this Kansas City offense with good reason. You know, they're obviously the, the main focal point and, and Mahomes and, and Kelsey and 
all the things that they have on their resume. But uh, you kind of touched on it earlier. The defense has been opportunistic. They've made their plays as well this year. Is this an improved Kansas City defense, do you think? Again, it's early, but from what you've seen so far? Well, it all depends on what the defensive line is doing. If they're going out there and they're dominating and Chris Jones is owning the line of scrimmage, yeah, they're much better than they were a season ago. And the big question now is who's going to replace Willie Gay? He's suspended for the next four games. He was having a heck of a start to this season, and he's a fast linebacker that was just getting better each week and each year. He's been what his third or fourth year now, and he's just gotten better and better in pass coverage too. But they have to find somebody that can now line up alongside Nick Bolton, who's a stud. That guy, oh my goodness, I love watching this kid play. Now he's wearing number 32. It looks so cool out there running (laughs) around on the field on that linebacker spot. But they got younger in the secondary, which was needed because Tyron Matthew hasn't made a tackle since 2020. They got better, I think, at the linebacker spot because they got younger and faster at that spot. And you still have Chris Jones, who's one of the best defensive tackles in the game right now. And when he dominates, this defense dominates. Just go back and look at the two games. When he was on, when he was playing his best, and when he was getting to the quarterback, this entire defense was playing much better football. So if those guys up front play big, this defense, yeah, is a lot better than it's been. You just mentioned the Willie Gay suspension. This is going to be the first game of his absence in this Chiefs defense. And especially last Thursday night, he was flying all around the field. So we don't know really how and who is going to replace him in that Chiefs defense. Is that more of a hurt on the pass defense, on the run defense? Like, where is his absence really going to be felt the most on Sunday, you think? I, that's a great question, and and I don't know what the answer is to that because he's good in both right now. Like, you can rely on him in coverage, and you can rely on him to step up and make a tackle at the line of scrimmage. So I think they'll probably be hurting in both. I don't know if there's one individual, guys, that can really fill in for everything that he does. Maybe you have a different linebacker in on passing downs. Maybe you have a different linebacker in on running downs. I think you're going to see a lot of Leo Chennault in there. He's a rookie out of Wisconsin. He likes to hit, but from everybody's kind of account, he's not real good at covering anybody. So there may be this kid Harris that comes in there and plays a little bit. Elijah Lee may get some looks at that spot. I think they're going to try to piecemeal this thing together best they can. Last one for me, uh, you know, so much focus on the AFC West in, in the offseason and all the moves that were made, and it felt like the Chiefs kind of fell between the cracks. People kind of forgot about them. Uh, did they kind of thrive in that situation? Or did it seemed like people almost kind of slept on them coming into the season. Well, we always want to find the next, right? Like, we're, we're crowning this team out in Los Angeles. They've yet to go to a playoff game, and their coach is an idiot. So we want to crown them. Then you got Denver. That coach has no clue what he's doing on the sidelines. And Russell Wilson, well, I mean, fake high fives, like, what's going on with that guy? And then, of course, you got the Raiders, and they Raider every year anyway. So everybody always wants to find the next as opposed to just looking at what the best is. And the best quarterback-coach combination in the National Football League is, is Andy Reid and it's Patrick Mahomes. There's nobody better than those two guys. They're constantly on the same page. They're always making each other better. Those two guys right now can't be touched by anyone. So I don't know why people always want to pick against you know, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, again, they want to find the next and be the first to say, I told you the Chargers were going to be good. Yeah, the Chargers are already game and a half back of the Chiefs. We're only into week three. Uh, two more for me here, Bob. We've seen, I feel like at least for me, the first two games of the year, this is kind of really the best Clyde Edwards-Alaire has looked so far in his three years in the NFL. Do you kind of sense that this is kind of him really kind of getting into his role and establishing himself? God, I hope so. And, and you know, we were saying before the season, like, you got the opportunity for that fifth-year option after this year, and I'm not picking it up on Clyde Edwards-Alaire because he's a running back and he kind of churn and burn those guys. But he's looked really good. I've been really impressed with what I've seen out of him, both in the run and the pass game. I still want to see him involved more in the screen game and see what he can do out there, and hopefully that'll come with time. But, I mean, yeah, he's he's looked as great as he's looked ever on this team.
And finally, Bob, I think we, me and George, I'll speak for George here as well. I think we both expect the Chiefs to run up the scoreboard here in Lucasau Stadium in the home open and really give it a good workout. But I'll ask you this. The Colts win on Sunday if? The Chiefs don't show up. They cancel their <laughs> flight, you know? <laughs> or well, something we our- weird happens, right? Something weird happens. Food poisoning? Mahomes t- yeah, food poisoning would be, would be one. Or Patrick Mahomes throws three interceptions and they're all pick sixes or something like that. Like, I, I don't think the team's overconfident and they never will be overconfident. They understand, you know, what, what's in front of them. And they understand every game matters, especially AFC games, you know? And this is an AFC game. So I, I think they'll win and I think they'll win going away. But I don't think it's going to be one of overconfidence. And, you know, like I said, if Patrick Mahomes has like ill-advised turnovers, that's probably a way Indy wins this game. It, it's, it could be very ugly here, Bob. But things have been very down in Indy, and it could get a lot worse before it gets a lot better. We appreciate your insight. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes here in the Blue Horseshoe Pod. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me.